and welcome to season two of the Maximum Hoops podcast. And you heard in the season one finale, I gave you my predictions for the NBA playoffs, and it totally went to shit with uh, Lakers losing in the first round, but you'll have that. So uh, season two is um, where I'm going to start doing off-season stuff. So we're going to start heavily into draft. Probably the first couple are going to be in the draft. I'm going to probably do one a week, maybe two a week if if it's needed. Obviously, I'm going to do a mock draft today. Today is going to be a mock draft 1.0. And uh, you'll see um, my next mock draft will be coming probably after the lottery. I'll probably do my rankings um, sometime in between there. Um, Maybe look at some free agents too. We'll see how that works out. So, without further ado, I will start with my mock draft 1.0 season 2 opening uh, episode mock draft 1.0. Uh, no surprise who number one is. I have, and, and now mind you, I'm just going by records. I did not plug in no lottery simulator. I'm not like Bleacher Report that's got to put out a um, mock draft every three days and simulate different situations. Mine is right now record how they finished, how they would do if the, if the record uh, is as it is. Um, Obviously, after the lottery, I think, which is June 25th, I will put another mock draft once I know what the actual draft order is. So without further ado, I have the Houston Rockets with the number one pick in the draft. Uh, no surprise who they'll take. They'll take Cade Cunningham. Uh, uh, you know, he's kind of like a do-everything, uh, Tracy McGrady type player. I really like his game. Um, he can play the one, the two, the three. I think he's more suited to be a secondary ball handler, a secondary uh, facilitator, not not a true point guard. Um, I've seen comparisons to Luca. Um, I, I think it's more Tracy McGrady like, uh, which which you know Tracy McGrady, maybe Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway could be a good one. Um, I know Penny started out as a point guard, but ended up moving off to the two. Um, you know, Kate Cunningham, he uh, scored 20 points in, in college, was um, a good rebounder, showed the ability to pass um, quite efficiently. So um, I have uh, Kate Cunningham going uh, number one to the um, Houston Rockets. So that leaves number two. Um, this one, this one was hard for me. I went back and forth between Mobley and Suggs, and I, I decided to to put Jalen Suggs at the point guard spot. Uh, however, uh, I think Evan Mobley would be a great fit. I really do. Um, I just, I really can't find a good fit for Jalen Suggs in the top five, and he's probably been legitimately a top five player. Um, maybe Oklahoma City would be the only one. So. Um, I went with uh, Jalen Suggs at Detroit. Uh, should he go to Detroit? I know they tried Killian Hayes there, who, who had a pretty good rookie season. Uh, can't really, um, you know, fault him there. But Suggs is a true point guard. I've seen play, uh, some uh, think that maybe he can play off the ball as well. Um, I think the ball's best when it's in his hands. Um, however, he doesn't. It doesn't stick. He's very Lonzo Ball-like. Um, with maybe a little bit better offensive game than Lonzo Ball, you know, um, got about the same size and um, that type of player. So I got Jalen Suggs going um, uh, number two to um, 
is right pistons and, and the pistons really need a wing they really do uh, that's probably their top priority is a wing um, could they make a could they I mean I suppose they could uh, uh, reach for a Jalen Green or a Jonathan Kaminga but I, I, I think Jalen Suggs is the pick uh, at this spot so let's move to number three we have the Orlando Magic. So I took Evan Mobley here, and I think Evan Mobley's versatility in the front court, his ability to play with um, with uh, uh, Wendell Carter could be a um, a blessing. They got rid of Aaron Gordon, uh, so they're really um, need another front court position. They're um, you know Mobley. You know, at times he looked a little raw, but at times he, he just is so versatile. He's a good passer, he good rebounder, has the ability to block shots. He's kind of like, you put him with Wendell Carter up front, and uh, Wendell Carter is a pretty good defender, a good shot blocker, lacks in a lot of athleticism. Evan Mobley would help make up for it there. Looks like he could, I mean, they could even uh, be versatile, flip back and forth. He, he, you know, uh, he's not going to be um, picked on and pick and rolls. He's, he's got the ability to, um, to switch on to smaller defenders or uh, smaller players on the defensive side. So I got, um, I got Evan Mobley going number three to um, the Orlando Magic. Um, so that leaves the Oklahoma City Thunder coming in at number four. So I went with with Jalen Green. Um, he is the kid from the G League Ignite. Uh, the G League program that is basically um, another tool for these kids to not have to go to college. And uh, Jalen Green at times was by far the best player on the on the team. Uh, he he just looks he looks smooth. He really does. Um, I would not be surprised to see him maybe rise up the boards on some of these workouts and and, and possibly be a. a, a you know, a chance for the, the second pick overall. Um, you know, I, I know some people think that he is better than Kate Cunningham. I'm not there yet. He's a very smooth player, gonna be a great scorer on the next level. I really like his game. Will be interesting to see, you know, how, how this G League Ignite team helped prepare these, uh, you know, these kids for, um, you know, the next level. Uh, I mean, they were playing against pros you know, obviously lower echelon pros, but pros nonetheless. So, you know, you know, they got to play with NBA rules. They, you know, they were able to, um, to fight and, um, and claw with, with, with adults. So, um, with that said, I have Oklahoma City taking, uh, Jalen Green, who, um, I believe he averaged over 20 points a game for the G League Ignite. Um, you know, I would like to see him be a little bit more versatile. He's a pretty good defender for right now. You know, um, obviously there's so much room for this kid to grow. So I got him going to number four. So that leaves Cleveland with another top five pick. And, and it, 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 it really looks like there's a top five and then everybody else. So that's just kind of how it's looking right now. So I got Jonathan Kuminga, the wing, um, uh, who also played for the G League Ignite. He showed flashes at times. I mean flashes at times that like he is he has superstar potential um he i don't think he's better than jalen green but there were games where he did outshine jalen green uh for the g league ignite but um 
you know, Cleveland doesn't really need a wing. They probably need a little bit more front front court help. I mean, but I, I think they're going to plan on signing um, uh, Jared Allen, uh, re-signing him, and, and, and I think they'll shore up front court. The good thing about when you draft a wing, a lot of these teams play a lot of wings. Um, uh, you know, like the rotation is just wings. So like they'll use a wing at the two, three, and pause. Some of them use them at the four. I, I do think Kevin Love will be dealt. Um, I can't see him being back next year. Uh, you know, that's going to free up some time, um, you know, spots. Um, uh, Cleveland is still rebuilding. Uh, this is a good spot for him to go to. He doesn't have to come in and start right away. Last year's rookie, Isaac Okora. Obviously they have the two point guard backcourt. Um, you know, but this is a spot where he could go and get rotational minutes, and um, and 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 really, uh, ease, they can ease him in. So I think a, a perfect spot for Jonathan Kaminga is Cleveland. And obviously, the things are going to change once the lottery happens. This 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 top five is probably going to shuffle. So, but for right now, my top five is Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley. Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. I think that's pretty much everyone's top five. So moving to number six. This is the Golden State Warriors pick through Minnesota. So they acquired this in the uh, Andrew Wiggins deal. So uh, think about this. So not only did they get a starting small forward, but to take on his hefty salary, they were given a first round pick, which is now going to turn out to be the sixth pick. Um, they got rid of De- I mean, they, they were able to get rid of D'Angelo Russell, who was never a fit, never a fit next to, to Curry or with, with Thompson when he comes back. So they got a better player in Wiggins. That was just like, that, that might go down as, as, as one of the, uh, one, uh, that's just a steal, a fucking steal of a draft, uh, pick to go along with Andrew Wiggins. You know, and Wiggins, I thought, played really well for Golden State. And obviously, uh, they like Wiggins. Uh, he's going to be their starting small forward for at least the near future. So, with that said, Golden State at number six, I got him taking Scotty Barnes. So, listen to me here on this Scotty Barnes. And, and I've seen Scotty Barnes pop in the top five. I think Golden State is a perfect fit for Scotty Barnes. And, and I was not totally sold on Scotty Barnes, but his freaking numbers are just ridiculous six rebounds six assists uh 15 points a game i mean he's a freshman uh they played him at point guard what uh, i mean he's kind of a a big wing but but could probably play the four looks to maybe uh be more of a four uh and right now who does golden state have as their four draymond green so what does draymond green do controls the ball he they use a lot of passing out of this this kid could learn under Draymond Green. Um, I would like to see his uh, rebounding improve. Um, I'd like to see him bulk up a little bit um, and, and maybe not become a wing, maybe become more of a big, uh, like a four or a big wing that can uh, play the four. And um, I think this is a perfect fit for Golden State. It, it would be um, it would be a perfect situation for him to come in. Uh, play behind Draymond Green, learn when he's ready, he can come in. Um, I mean, they can even think about trading Draymond and his really ridiculous salary. But Draymond, his contract, I, I don't know right offhand, um, 
but I don't think he's long for Golden State. So uh, this could be a, uh, an eventual replacement for Draymond Green. I think this is a perfect, perfect situation for Scotty Barnes to fall into. So let's move on. Number seven is the Toronto Raptors. And uh, this is a player who has been blowing up the charts. I've seen some mock drafts, and, and I scour mock drafts because I, I have nothing else better to do sometimes. Um, uh, and, and, and now I see him starting to fall back into place. However, I, I, I got Davion Mitchell going seven here. Um, I do not think Kyle Lowry will return. I think Fred Van Vliet will be the point guard. I think Gary Trent Jr. will be the shooting guard. Um, I think they will try to resign him. I think um, uh, Kyle Lowry, unless they sign him for a one and, and a one-year deal, um, but they're going to need another rotational guard, a guy who can play both the one and two, can play next to Van Vliet. Um, Mitchell is a, a good defender. He really, uh, he, he's very disruptive on the defensive end very uh patrick beverly like but but a better playmaker better point guard actual point guard than patrick beverly but on the defensive end um he's patrick beverly he is a nuisance uh, a freaking nuisance and um one of the reasons baylor won the national championship was because of damian mitchell um i have him going seven i've seen him as high as six um i, I just i love his game I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's a, a full-time starting, but I think he's definitely a rotational, uh, rota rotational guard uh, who can play big minutes um, as a third guy, uh, possibly being a starter as well. And I think he's a perfect fit for Toronto. Um, Davion Mitchell going seven. So the Orlando Magic come in at eight. This pick they will have acquired from the Chicago Bulls in the Wendell Carter deal, the Nikola Vucevic deal. It's actually probably the Nikola Vucevic deal. So the Bulls got Vucevic. Um, Orlando's actually making out Vucevic is a good player, but they weren't making the playoffs without him. So they took in a younger center on a um, rookie, um, on his rookie contract. And then we're also able to acquire a first round pick for it, which is going to turn out to be number eight. I have them taking Keon Johnson from the University of Tennessee. Um, he has showed the ability to be a scorer, a defender. He's not quite the three and D status yet. Uh, he needs to really work on, on improving his um, outside game. Um, but defensively, I think he's good. I think he is a guy who could um, eventually move into the starting spot with, whether it's Cole Anthony or Markel Fultz, whoever's your starting point guard. Um, my guess is they eventually move on for Fultz um, or move him to a bench role because Cole Anthony looked like he could be the real deal. Um, and you start rebuilding with a big guard slash wing kind of guy who can who could fill it up and help you defensively. Because um, Cole Anthony's not really a good defender. Markel Fultz is not really a good defender and whatnot. So, yes, I have Keon Johnson from Tennessee. Going to Orlando at eight. So uh, at number nine, Sacramento continues to be a lottery team. They continue to, I don't know what they're doing. I have them taking Franz Wagner, the small forward from Michigan. Um, what really improved, uh, impressed me about Franz Wagner was his defense. I did not believe his defense was as good as it was. So I started watching film and tape and um, he's pretty good. 
got um he's very silky smooth he can slash he can shoot uh long arms a uh, better prospect than his brother you know a better shooter he's a wing would be able to come into sacramento and uh, probably enter the rotation right away uh they've had some uh I mean, they've had some guys, uh, underutilized guys like Terrence Davis, who uh, they acquired in a trade, come in from Toronto and become a um, a rotation player and put up good numbers. I don't see why they can't just do that with a rookie. So I have Franz Wagner um, from uh, University of Michigan going to Sacramento number nine. Is this a little high? Yeah, probably. But I, th- I think Sacramento needs some shooting. I'm not sure what the Buddy Heald situation is going to be. Um, he's a guy that they might deal. So um, they're going to need wing help. So with that said, let's move on. We're going to stay in the top 10. New Orleans comes in at number 10. Uh, apparently Zion Williamson is very hyped, but uh, doesn't produce a lot of wins. Um, Stan Van Gundy has been putting the ball in his hands like he's a point guard, which is freaking dumb. Especially when you have Lonzo Ball on your team. Uh, you can say what you want about Lonzo Ball. But Lonzo Ball is a true, legit point guard who excels with the ball in his hands. Makes good basketball decisions. Um, and you're going to put it in Zion's hand and just let him bully ball like LeBron did. Um, okay. But um, you don't have the shooters. Um, so, with that said, I have them taking New Orleans. Taking at number 10, Moses Moody. The shooting guard. From the University of Arkansas, and uh, he is a sh- you know he's a scorer. And I, I he still needs to improve his shooting, but um, yeah, Josh Hart's probably uh, probably toast. Obviously, uh, I think he'll probably leave. JJ Redick was very unhappy there. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on in New Orleans. I mean, when JJ Redick's uh, not happy, um, is Zion going to be happy? Happy. Lonzo Ball is probably going to be gone because uh, someone's going to offer him more money than New Orleans is going to want to give him. So there's just a lot of uncertainty right now in uh, New Orleans. Would not be surprised to see them make a big-time deal. Um, maybe sign and trade Lonzo Ball to the Bulls. I, I don't know. They're, they're, they're going to do something. So, Well, that's my top 10. I'm going to take a little bit of, uh, take a uh, quick uh, break. Drink me a little bang energy. And... Um, and be back and we'll go through number 11 through 20. All right, welcome back to season two, the first episode of season two where I am going through my mock draft, my very first mock draft of the season, 1.0. Um, we obviously went through the top 10. There was no... no uh, no surprise, Kate Cunningham went number one. Um, obviously, I'm not going to go through them all because I have a lot to get to. We have 20 more picks to go. Um, uh, pick number 11 goes to the Charlotte Hornets. And I'm going to have them taking Alperun Sengun Center from uh, Turkey. Played up a Besiktas. I, I butchered that. Well, anyways, um, he averaged like 24.5 points over there, like 11 rebounds, two blocks. Um, looks NBA ready. Needs obviously needs to put more um, uh, meat on his bones. Can shoot. Can be a stretch five. Um, just looks like he would be a freaking really good player with um, uh, 
uh, with the Hornets. I, you know, the Hornets really are guard heavy right now. Um, they really need some uh, big men. Uh, Cody Zeller, Bismarck Biambo, the, the, they've been starting pretty much all season. You know, they got Willie Hernan Gomez. I mean, none of these guys are going to, you know, jump off the, you know, uh, you know, the, none of these names jump off the you know the paper and, and say oh gosh they're, they're set at center so i got them taking uh alperin sengen from turkey uh going to the going to the charlotte hornets um so that leaves san antonio so san antonio i have uh san antonio's been playing small all year they've been playing six foot six kelton johnson at the power forward so i have them taking jalen johnson the power forward uh, the big from um, the University of Duke. Remember, he quit on Duke. he quit Duke and and uh, and he, yeah, and very controversial the way he left Duke. Um, and uh, you know, you, I got him going at twelve. I've seen him going as high as six, which I think is ridiculous. Um, uh, you know, he he did pretty good. Uh, up until he left, um, you know, he left obviously to work on getting ready for the NBA. Um, uh, basically, uh, you know, just basically, I'm not big on on these play. I, I mean, you gotta do what's best for you. I mean, he averaged I think 17 points a game before he left. Uh, small sample size. Um, he's a big body. He's got a nice face-up game. So it'd be interesting to see. Uh, how uh, San Antonio and Popovich could make him um, into a pretty good player. He'd be a good fit for them right now. I mean, they basically played Kelvin Johnson and Rudy Gay as the fours. Um, they could really use another big body. Uh, once they uh, cut uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, um, I mean, they've been, their only bigs basically Jacob Pertle. So, um, yeah, I have them taking Jalen Johnson at number 12. Excuse me, I had to have a Sourhead Bang energy drink. Um, I got 13. I got the Indiana Pacers. They need shooting. I got taking Corey Kispert, the wing from Gonzaga. So another guy, and I don't want to stereotype them white guys. White guys usually aren't the best defenders, but uh, between Wagner and, and Kispert, they both prove that they can defend. He's got long arms. He, he, he's never really out of a play. He, 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 he doesn't quit on plays. Um, you know, he, he's great off screens. He does a lot of uh, a lot of movement. Um, he would be great in Indiana with Brogdon and, and Karis LeVert, you know, handling the ball a lot. You know, I mean, uh, they're, they've been playing like um, uh, Justin Holloway a lot at small forward. I imagine TJ Warren will come back and be the small forward next year. Um, but they need depth at the, at the wing position. Uh, I believe, and in my opinion, um, they definitely need shooting. Corey Kispert could be that um, that type of shooter. So I have Corey Kispert of Gonzaga going to Indiana. So Golden State Warriors have their second pick. This would be their very own pick. Obviously, they have Minnesota's pick at pick number six in my mock draft, um, which, you know, I mean, there's a good chance they're going to get it unless uh, I think it's top three or four protected. So... Um, I got Golden State taking Josh Giddy, the point guard from Australia, who whose stock is is on the rise, and I, I'm not even sure by the time um, 
the draft starts that he'll even be at pick 14. Um, he's tall, six foot five, got great size. Looks like he's going to be a good point guard, uh, possible, um, you know, possibly looks like he could be a good rebounding point guard, which, you know, that I love good rebounding point guards. It leads to um, fast breaks. It leads to uh, the ball being pushed right away. So um, I have him going to Golden State. Obviously, Curry needs um, a backup. They played a lot of Jordan Poole um, backing up at the point guard, which I, I, I think Jordan Poole is, is more obvious. Well, Okay, they played Jordan Poole both at, at both guard spots, um, but even when he was in the game, they didn't really have a ball handler. They didn't really have a ball handler um, when Curry went out. So uh, Giddy would be a good um, a good player to kind of groom into that role, get him into um, the Golden State way, and um, he would be a great player for the uh, for the Warriors, in my opinion. So. Um, that leaves the Washington Wizards. So I got them taking Kai Jones, who's the versatile big man from Texas. He is six foot eleven, um, has the ability to shoot. Um, obviously, Greg Brown got all the publicity at Texas, and Kai Jones outperformed him. Kai Jones looks like the real deal. I'm not sold of him as a top ten pick. Like um, I see a lot of people picking him in the top ten. Um, I think fifteen even might be a little bit high. However. I do understand his versatility. Um, the NBA is going to versatile bigs. Kai Jones fits the NBA style of versatile bigs. Um, uh, Washington needs depth at the big spots, uh, both the four and five. They struggle with that all year. You know, um, yeah, they really, they really, they really could use him. Thomas Bryant, who was a starter to begin the season, uh, you know, he was hurt. So there's just. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty at the four and five spots for um, Washington. Uh, would not be surprised if they take a big here. I have them taking Kai Jones at number 15. That leaves Boston. Apparently, Boston's looking to get rid of Kemba Walker. Um, I'm hearing Damian Lillard's name. I, I think that's a I think that's a crapshoot. I, I don't I don't see that happening. But however. Um, uh, they took Peyton Pritchard last year, and Peyton Pritchard's been really good this year. I have him taking um, point guard Jared Butler from um, Baylor, who um, you know helped uh, win the national title for the Baylor Bears. Um, is he a perfect fit? No. Do they? Do I? Am I 100% positive that they're going to look in this direction? No. Um, he's versatile enough. He can play off the ball. Can play on the ball. I think he's a guy who they could groom and bring up. You know, I know they like Pritchard a lot. Pritchard played a lot of backup point guard minutes behind Kemba, but uh, this is um, this is this is about where I see Jared Butler getting drafted. I, I, I think um, Boston, with Brad Stevens not moving in the front office, he's going he's going to be tinkering with the roster. I'm sure he was not happy with the roster, um, so would not be surprised if this uh, pick is traded. However, I do not, in my mock drafts, I do not propose trades. I think it's dumb. It's hard to figure, it's hard to propose trades um, in these drafts, and I think it's just stupid. So, I got Memphis coming in at 17. 
I got him taking Zaire Williams, small forward from Stanford. So I don't know if you remember Zaire Williams. Zaire Williams is on that Sierra Canyon team that had Zaire Wade and uh, my uh, uh, Bronny James on it. Um, and, and, and he had a really good season for Stanford. Uh, he, he, he decided to go to a school um, where he could be the star and it worked out. Um, I do not think he falls past the Lakers. I think his relationship with LeBron James Jr. will solidify him falling to, uh, not falling no later than the Lakers. However, I have Memphis taken and Memphis needs wing help. Um, not sold on Kyle Anderson, even though he played really good, I thought, in the playoffs. Um, uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't think Zaire Williams is going to be ready to take over, but I think he's a guy who they could groom to be their new starting small forward. And, um, yeah, so with that said, I have him going 17. So I have Oklahoma City coming in with their second pick. And um, I had him taking Jalen Green from the G League Unite with their first pick. Um, so I did something I don't normally do. I have them taking basically the same position as they took in the first pick. I got them taking Chris, Chris Duarte from um, uh, the University of Oregon. He's a shooting guard, he's got good size, 6'6". Six, six. Um, with his size, I think you can play him alongside uh, Jalen Green. These two guys both have good size, and I think you could play them together. Um, this would allow uh, possibly Shai Gil Shea Gilgis-Alexander to move back to point guard, although Theo Maladon really looked good at point guard. And this way, um, possibly they could move, they could keep uh, Alex, uh, Gilgis-Alexander at the three. Um, with with Green and Maladon in the backcourt, and then you could have Duarte coming off the bench just gunslinging. I I, I, I love rebuilding teams. I love rebuilding teams. So um, yes, very 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 happy that I could. Um, I, I definitely think that that's um, that's a position where you're going to um, you, 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 wings go all the time. I mean, wings play a lot. A lot of te teams have multiple wings. So I would not be surprised to see them take two uh, big two guards. So I have him going there. 17, New York Knicks. Are the New York Knicks going to be at this pick? I probably don't think so. I think the New York Knicks are going to make some deals. I think the New York Knicks uh, love Emmanuel quickly. I think they're going to try to get another point guard. I think they're going to try to trade for Lonzo Ball. Um, Russell Westbrook, um, one of these guys, uh, maybe just commit to Derrick Rose again. Um, I do have him taking Jaden Springer, the point guard from um, uh, from Tennessee. Uh, I just think that 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 they're gonna just go deep. I mean, they they quickly can play off the ball, they can play on the ball. Not afraid to uh, mix it up defensively. Um, he really comes off that screen really well, curls around that screen, gets that ball, He's the, and his floater is just nice. So I, I would not be surprised to see quickly play a little bit more off the ball, maybe with the second unit. That leaves a spot for Jaden Springer as a point guard to come in and contribute. So I got Jaden Springer going number 19 to the New York Knicks. So the Atlanta Hawks, what do the Atlanta Hawks need? Well, they don't need any wings because they are filled with wings. Um, I mean, look at them in the playoffs. I mean, Cam Reddish isn't even playing. He's hurt. Um, DeAndre Hunter's hurt. Um, he didn't play in game one. There's just a lot of um, 
you know, uh, they got Bogdanovich is playing excellent. Kevin Herter is coming off the bench and playing excellent. Um, Solomon Hill's getting minutes now. Uh, they're just, you know, they even play Gallinari a little bit as a wing. There's just, they just keep coming at you. Um, I have them taking a point guard because what do they need more than anything? They need a point guard because Lou Williams is not a true point guard. And he's right now is your backup to Trey Young. I got taking Sharif Cooper, the point guard from Auburn. And I think he is a prototypical perfect backup for uh, Trey Young. I think he's a guy you can come in. He is a pass first guy. I think he can come in and and, and, and just give you what, he, what, what Trey Young does. Um, by setting up the offense, not not obviously not the shooter that Trey Young is, or, or, or just a flat-out superstar Trey Young is, but um, I think this is a guy who could come in, give you good minutes off the bench. So there you go. That's my 11 through 20. I'm gonna take another bang energy break. Uh, let you listen to Anchor, and I will be back. And we will finish my mock draft 1.0. As we continue with season two, episode number one. All right, as we continue with my mock draft 1.0, once again, this is season two, episode one. Um, I'm starting with a mock draft. We went through one through 10 in the first segment. 11 through 20 in a second segment. I'll rip that off. And we will continue with pick number 21. And uh, the New York Knicks picked at 19. They come back in at number 21. This pick is from the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I believe this is the Christophe Porzingis trade. I'm not 100% sure. But anyways, this is, they got Dallas's pick. Um, I have the New York Knicks taking Cam Thomas, the shooting guard from the University of LSU. Love this kid. I love him. He's undersized for a two guard, but he's a gunslinger. He's six foot four. That might be pushing it. Gunslinger. Does not have a, you know, does not have a Karen Oral, just 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 gunslinging. Uh, averaged over 20 points a game. Um, he's just, he's a stud, dude. Um, I, I, yeah, and I, I got him going to the Knicks, and I think the Knicks really could use some shooting, especially off the bench. I think Cam Thomas is a perfect six-man type player. I think that will be his role. He niches out in the NBA um, as a six-man. I would like to see him maybe work on some point guard skills so he could come in and uh, maybe get more minutes. Um, but, yes, I think of him as a guy who's going to get a lot of run off the bench once he figures out this NBA game and once he gets comfortable with his role. And um, I have him going 21 to the New York Knicks. So that brings the Los Angeles Lakers at number 22. Obviously, they're disappointing season. What did they need? They need shooting. So I got them taking from the University of Gonzaga, Joel Ayayi. Um he really impressed me. He really did. Uh, you know, uh, before the season started, this is a guy I did not expect to be a first-round player. Um, he still may not be a first-round player. I love him. I, I, I love everything about him. Uh, he's streaky. Um, but, yes, guess what? So are all the Lakers three-point shooters. So, uh, you know, the Lakers need shooting. Um, and um, this is a guy who's going to be able to. And, obviously, it's not even 100% sure the Lakers are going to have this pick because the Lakers are going to make some 
they're going to make some deals. I would not be surprised to see the Lakers make a deal before the draft. So, um, with that said, um, I have them taking Joel Ayahi at number 22. So, the Houston Rockets have back-to-back picks from 23 and 24. At 23, they got a pick from uh, the Portland Trailblazers. And at pick 24, they got a pick from the Milwaukee um, Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks is from the P.J. Tucker deal. Um, Portland Trailblazers, I think, is for the Robert Covington deal, if I'm not mistaken. Anywho, I have them taking Cade Cunningham at number one. I'm not sold that Cade Cunningham is a point guard, especially. I mean, they got John Wall. Obviously, they they would love to move off on John Wall. Um, he's actually probably a buyout candidate whenever he's in the last year of his contract. But uh, with that said, I don't have Cade Cunningham. So I have him taking a point guard. I have him taking Deshaun Nix, who played also on the D League, uh, G League Ignite. He is a point guard, a little bit raw, but he's a guy who they could bring in slowly. Um, they do have DJ Augustine there, but I, I believe he's a free agent. Um, but uh, so I, I got Deshaun Nix going, uh, pick number twenty-three, to the um, Houston Rockets. Um, I mean that would be a nice little core. Then at pick twenty-four, what does Houston need? They need rebounding. I got him Nemes Quota from Utah State. Great rebounder, can score, block shots, seven foot. Um, this is a guy who could give um, uh, Christian Wood lots of, uh, you know, uh, spell him and, uh, and as a backup. Um, this would be a great one-two punch at the center spot between Christian Wood and um, and Kuo- and Kuota. I'm I'm butchering his name, but um, uh, yeah, he's a great rebounder. I, I really like his ability to um, use his body. Um, he's got some pretty good footwork. Uh, he's been on my radar for a while. Um, he's, uh, I believe he's declared the last two years or something. Um, and then went back to school. So um, he's been getting feedback. So uh, he had a really good senior season. And I see him going number 24 to Houston. And uh, that leaves the Clippers at number 25. So the Clippers, once again, what's the theme? Wings. So I got him taking uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. from Texas Tech. And Texas Tech's been putting out some um, uh, decent um, NBA players. I mean, Culver's been kind of a disappointment. And Jemias Ramsey's not really getting much minutes. But I got him taking uh, Terrence Shannon. And and I got him going uh, pick number... um, uh, 25 to the Clippers. He's a he's a he's a got good size for a two guard, six foot five. He's a good scorer. Um, can slash a little bit. Has a good mid range game. So I have him going uh, number 25. So 26 might be the surprise of my mock draft. At number 26, I have the Denver Nuggets taking Johnny Juzang from the University of UCLA. And Juzang, I don't know if you remember, he can't, he went to Kentucky. Uh, decided to transfer out of Kentucky. Um, Calipari supposedly tried to get him to um, not transfer, but he decided to transfer. Did not have to sit out. Went to UCLA, where he became a starter, became a good player, then became a superstar in the tournament. Um, basically carrying them to the Final Four. Almost getting them into the national title game. Uh, 
Johnny Juzang, I have him at number 26. His mid-range game is awesome. He has, he's long, he's athletic, plays the passing lanes well, does a lot of good things um, for your ball club. Um, I don't know if he's getting a lot of first-round love. I'm giving him first-round love, and I'm probably going to continue to give him first-round love until I hear otherwise. Obviously, I will eventually do a mock draft, two-round mock draft. For right now, I have him in as my number 26th uh, player selected going to the Denver Nuggets. So, I got the Brooklyn Nets, 27. Um, so, as of whenever this airs, finals will not be decided however the Brooklyn Nets look like they are the best team in the playoffs after dismantling my Milwaukee Bucks in game two um, it looks like they're um, they're on a collision course for the title so with that said they pick at number seven 27 is a guy who's probably never going to contribute I got him taking Felipe Petrusev power forward center from Serbia it's a guy they can draft a stash or they can uh, uh, G League and stash or or they can just put them on a roster. They can, whatever they want to do with their um, with their selection. But he's a player. I mean, I, I'm assuming that they're going to be even stacked, even more stacked next year. Um, so I, I got I got uh, Petrusev going, um, and right now he looks like he's borderline first rounder. I got him going number 27 to the Brooklyn Nets. That gives us number 28, the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I got him taking Dayron Sharp, uh, the big man from North Carolina. He's a center, seven foot, well, six, 11, seven foot. Good rebounder, shot blocker. Um, I had to go back after I saw a lot of the hype. I had to go back and figure out what the deal was with this dude. Um, however, uh, I, I am impressed with with him and um, uh, you know he bigs are not going I mean big they're not like wings you know I mean uh, however he, he he is a big that looks like he's versatile enough uh, could play a couple positions uh, could defend uh, multiple positions at the next level so um, he's also a good rebounder like I said shot blocker uh, Philadelphia obviously with Joel Embiid he's constantly always hurt so uh, adding another big man obviously is not going to hurt them so I have them taking um, uh, Dayron Sharp so uh, 29 Phoenix this was hard for me I did go with Greg Brown who I'm not totally impressed with uh, Greg Brown did put up some good numbers despite playing a little bit out of position um, they played him a lot as a wing because of Kai Jones and, and and uh, yeah, Brown, six foot nine, probably more of a four, uh, but he's a guy who I could see um, uh, being a guy, uh, being someone who could uh, fall into the Phoenix rotation eventually. Uh, they could really use it. They are another team that plays a lot of wings, so uh, getting another a versatile guy for matchups might not be a bad idea. So that is, uh, I got Phoenix taking them. So Utah Jazz with the pick number thirty. I got a guy who looked, I, dude, this guy's freaking um, stock is all over the place. Trey Mann, point guard, Florida. I've seen him as high as almost lottery, and then I've seen him as low as the mid-second round. So um, I guess it just depends uh, on, on, on one team that needs to fall in love with him, but I got him going number 30 
which is about the middle from where I see him, anywhere from 15 to 45. I got Trey Mann going. He's got good size, could also play off the ball, which I think makes him uh, exceptional. Um, but, you know, as as, as as we've seen, whenever Mike Conley goes out, they move Donovan Mitchell over to the point guard spot, and, and then um, it kind of messes up the rotation. So, so I, I don't know if Utah feels that Donovan's an actual point guard or if they just do it to get their best players on the floor, which just sounds more like it. But getting another point guard um, helps out with um, the rotations and uh, not have to put some pressure on Donovan for handling the ball and being able to, um, you know, give you another ball handler in the second unit. So I got Trey Mann going there. So that is my mock draft 1.0. Right, so let me just give you a preview of how season two is going to go. Um, so I am going to do my mock draft 1.0. And then obviously after the lottery, I will probably do my mock draft 2.0. But in the meantime, I will get, I will probably have my top 60 to 80 players in this draft. I will do a podcast on them, my big board, as I like to call it. I will do a big board podcast. I'm going to go through every team. I'm not sure yet if I'm going to do it in one, in one podcast or two podcasts, but I'm going to go through every team um, with their uh, needs for uh, up, the upcoming offseason, which includes draft and free agency. Um, I'm going to, uh, obviously, the week of the draft, I'll probably do my mock draft 3.0. I don't think I'm doing more than three. I might sneak another one in between there. I don't know yet. I'm going to do mock draft the week of the draft. I will probably do a rumors or moving maybe a stock up, stock down the, the week of the draft or the day of the draft probably. Um, the day after the draft. So the week of the draft is probably going to be two, maybe three or four podcasts depending on, on what's going on. If there's some trades, you know, obviously if there's trades anytime, I will do a um, an emergency podcast break down the trades because that's that's what I love to do um with that being said the week of the draft is going to be at least two as many as four podcasts the day after the draft is going to be a draft grades which is always my favorite um podcast um obviously I'm going to do a free agent special podcast uh, I got to get the dates with free agency and I will plan accordingly uh, I will do, um, let's see, what else am I going to do? Okay, I will go through and, um, like I said, I'll do team needs. And then after, uh, and then when free agency starts, I will probably be doing um, the first three or four days of free agency where most of the signings happen. I will probably do a day one, a day two, a day three podcast. Um, uh, I, maybe I'll just do... I don't know. Maybe I just do, um, you know, every other day or something. Um, and I'll do the first two days of free agency. And, and then I'll grade them. I will uh, let you know how they're going to fit in with their new team. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, you know, how the rotations are going to look. Um, so that's that. And obviously I will, as the season comes on and trades happen, obviously I'll do... Um, podcast accordingly i will also do a podcast about um 
uh, how the rotations look. I did one last year. I really enjoyed it. So um, that's what you have to look for at the beginning of season two. Um, uh, it's 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 mock draft season, and the draft is uh, about a month and a half away. So we're we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna delve into that. So uh, thank you for listening um, for season two, episode one, and um, I hope to have you uh, uh, back. Um, next week, I probably am going to do my big board next week. Um, my big board is probably not going to change. So, um, yes, so I'll probably do my big board next week. So uh, you can look forward to that. All right, so you guys have a great rest of the week, and uh, enjoy the NBA playoffs.